Hey, this is Seth Rose, host of Beyond Sunday. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope it gives you some inspiration as you're moving throughout your week. And I hope that you can see that God is really moving in your life. Enjoy the show. What's up, my beautiful family of listeners? Welcome back to Beyond Sunday. I am your host, Seth Rose. And how about those uh, cold temperatures out there? How's everybody doing out there with this uh, cold snap that came through? I know most people that, that listen to this show uh, do listen to it from uh, the, the United States. And um, most of the country has experienced just brutal, brutal temperatures. Um, I don't know where everybody's listening from. Uh, from where we're recording this from, Rapid City. We got down to negative, I think it was like 21, 22. The wind chill was negative 56 here. And I don't think I have ever experienced cold like I have in the last several days. And I am just excited for it to warm up here later on this week. Um, it's going to feel like a heat wave, 50 degrees. And uh, we might have to watch out. I might have to bust out the shorts. So um, wherever you're listening to this from, I hope this last week's been amazing for you. And I hope that you've been able to be warm. You've been safe. So I hope everybody's doing well. Also, how's everything going with uh, your your short-term goals? And, you know, the last three weeks we've spent uh, time determining where we want to see ourselves five years from now and setting those long-term goals to reach that vision and then of course with our new year's resolutions we talked about tying those new year's resolutions those short-term goals into uh, or being tied into what though what would your long-term vision is of yourself so i just want to know you know how, how is that going I hope and pray, I've been praying for everybody that everybody's staying on track and everybody's still making making progress towards those goals and starting that, that tra- correct trajectory towards where you want to see yourself in five years. But as I was praying about it and thinking about it over the week, I, I heard an interesting stat on the radio. And this is the week where when you've had some new year's resolutions or some goals set for yourself and things you want to change 80 percent of people this week have already given up on those new year's resolutions they've made some mistakes they and and they say well i guess uh, i'll just try that again next year and they they will wait an entire year to actually try to make that change happen yet again so with that in mind i i started wondering i want how how's everybody else doing and and are they staying on track and if it's 80 percent of people that have already thrown in the towel and packed the bags and and decided to go with the status quo again this year i wonder how many of that how many of those statistics apply to you the listeners i hope not many i hope it, i hope nobody really that that's my my ultimate prayer but <clears throat> I also know that that's not really realistic. Most likely, uh, we 
I'm sure that a lot of people have had some missteps already. They've gotten down on themselves and, and maybe you're contemplating just like, what's, what's the use, you know? So as I've been praying for everybody, you know, God was laying on my heart, just, you know, what, what would be the root cause of 80% of people kind of packing it in and deciding that the change is too hard or that maybe it's not possible to achieve a new vision for yourself. And I really started kind of digging into that and started doing some research and finding some articles and trying to maybe find what a root cause is. And, and then I started going back also to last week's episode. We talked about the, the woman who had the issue of bleeding and how she had been bleeding for 12 years and had done everything she could to try to solve the problem to no avail. She never got any relief for her issues. The only relief she the only time she got relief was when she sought out Jesus. And as we discussed last week and I'm going to revert back to this story a little bit as well during this episode, but in this in the scene that were given in the Bible, there was a large crowd around Jesus and she fought hard through the crowd and and was just so desperate just to get close to him and, and and touch him and and she actually didn't touch jesus in his physical self she she touched just the the fringe of his of his robe so she just touched a piece of his clothing and was immediately healed and restored the question i posed last week was with the crowds that were all around jesus and all the people that were touching him what was it about this woman that stood out that got Jesus's attention that power left him he felt the power leave him and go to someone and it was her and what made her different and I submitted last week is that just her dedication and, and her recognition that Jesus was the only solution to her issue and whereas everybody else is just they're there as as fans they are they're just trying to almost fear of missing out the 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 typical fomo that um, most of us have even nowadays they had heard all these great things about him and they just wanted to see the this glimpse of him and and see if there was something he could do but there was something different about this woman that just really stood out in her her soul just yearning and knowing that there was only one solution and the challenge was was to try to get that centered in your life and i i kind of want to stay on that trajectory a little bit this week because i do think that that is tied into you being successful in in meeting your goals and I told you I'd been doing some research this week and trying to get down to a root cause. Like what causes us to so quickly lose sight and give up and decide not to make needed changes, not to, you know, reach for some of our biggest goals. And I think really what it comes down to, the, the real root 
cause and the root problem is we forget the value that we have. We just simply forget how valuable we are, each and every single one of us as individuals, just how valuable we are. And we also don't have our identity rooted in Christ and in our Creator. Now, what's the reasoning for this? Why, why do we have this, this identity crisis? Well, number one, um, I, I think it's I, actually I think it's two reasons, and I think either the first reason is you've just never heard of you've never heard the passages either from the Bi- you know from the Bible, no one's ever taught it to us, you've never read it. Whatever the case may be, you've never actually heard how God really feels about you as his creation, and you just simply don't really know your value. You think that your mom and dad decided to have a child. However, however that came to be and you were conceived and you were born and then you were here on this earth and that's your story. That's all you know. And then two, the, the second reason why I think that there's an identity crisis and I think it also ties in with number one is that the enemy, that is the number one thing that the enemy wants to attack is that if he can have your identity confused then you'll never really live in your true purpose and this episode we're going to correct that today that is my mission that is God's mission I've been praying about it all week we're going to fix and we're going to solve this problem today and I hope by the end of this episode my prayer is that you will grasp hold of the true identity and the whole purpose and the reason for your creation and grasp hold of how God really truly feels about you. So to kick this off, I want to start in the very beginning, right when God was creating the earth. And it says that, you know, in Genesis chapter one, starting in verse one, I'm not going to read uh, starting in verse one, just kind of a brief synopsis. God is is creating the world he's creating you know the environment everything that we see around us today the animals the birds the oceans the the forest the mountains you name it god's creating it and then you know that that saying that that we often have uh we we often say that that we save the best for last and that's really what god did in this case and god did something very very different you know, he spoke everything into existence until they got to humans. And then in Genesis chapter one, verse 27, it says, God, so God created human beings in his own image In the image of God, he created them. And what is interesting, I, I think about that, we, we can hear that. And like, what does that really mean? And I think when we think of a higher being, you know, if you're on the fringes, you, you may not necessarily call um, God, God or Jehovah Jireh or, Je, you know, just, you know, Yahweh, you know, the different names that uh, we see given to God in scripture. And, um, you know, we, we know that he is such a magnificent and glorious, I, I, I don't need person. Yes. But, you know, given that we don't see him. Oftentimes we visualize him in our own minds very 
differently. Um, and so, you know, we know that he is just all powerful and all knowing and just our minds can't comprehend the awesomeness of God. And even with that, our minds can't comprehend it. And yet, even in how wonderful and awesome he is, he created us in his own image in his own image and likeness now this has been kind of a, a hot button topic um, if you're a fan of college sports college sports recently last few years um, if you go back say 10 years ago there was a lot a lot of athletes that were upset because of the universities and the NCAA making so much money off of the name image and likeness of of the players you know the players couldn't be compensated and paid for anything uh, you know you have universities that are selling jerseys and maybe even bobbleheads or you know whatever the case is but they are you know there, there's video games out there that have you know attributes of people and you know there's just this huge industry making billions of dollars where these college kids, I mean, if they're given a few bucks or, you know, given some, maybe some benefits just to make it to, you know, a week or two later when their parents get paid and then they can maybe help them out a little bit financially in order to pay for lunch or, you know, maybe get some clothes, whatever the case is. If the universities gave them any amount of money, it really didn't matter how insignificant it was. They were always penalized for it. They were in trouble for it. And then eventually it made it to the court system. And really what came of it was that these universities had to, you know, they had to start paying these players for their own image and likeness. And all I, I say all of that because we know that we have a, a, an ability to capitalize on our ideas and our skills and all of our different attributes that that we bring into this world and we think that it's just us when really that image and that likeness is tied to our creator because we were created in his image and so easily we take that for granted we know that we're special like inherently we know we're special but then do we really know why? Well, that's the why. That's what makes you so unique and so so special is that you're created in God's image. This infinite being who is just powerful as we, as we said. And so that's that's the the number one thing that that we really need to a stop taking for granted and we need to really get it into deep into our soul. You know, just where we where we inherently know that and to take this idea even a step further it, it, you know you have to go to ephesians chapter 2 and this is one of my favorite passages whenever i have doubts you know self-doubts even in myself because i'm afflicted a, a lot of times just like you guys are 
I, I'm oftentimes having to be brought back to this to be reminded of really what God thinks of me. I mean, yes, it's it's obviously important that we know that we are God's uh, that that we are in God's image and likeness. But in Ephesians chapter two, verse ten, we're told that we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the things so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And I just want to repeat that again. We are God's masterpiece. Again, that might be something that that on, on the surface we, we, we can easily take for granted. But when I think of this verse, I, th I think most of us have traveled places or seen things. If nothing else, we've seen things in books where you know it, we see things in nature uh you think of some of the national parks uh you know some of the mountains like where we're at i mean we have uh the badlands just a gorgeous place if you haven't seen it um it, it is such an amazing just basically a, a natural work of art you have people that travel all you know all over the world to see amazing things that were not created by man uh think of mount everest you know people try you have thousands of people that travel every year just to try to climb mount everest and yes it's a it's a test of physical endurance but what what's so captivating drawing to that is just that the fact that there is this gigantic mountain that seems to be never ending and just goes as as high as you can possibly imagine and if, if you haven't seen it yourself and yet that's something that god created um he created the 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 ocean you know we just came from uh the azor islands and you know i've been out in the ocean i've, I've done some deep sea fishing I don't think I've ever quite been anywhere where I've been on a small island and just seen the, you know, you're just surrounded by water for as far as you can see. And then, you know, you just take a, a quick swim and you can see just amazing life on, you know, in, in the depths of, of the sea that is mind boggling in its own. And we see all these things, and yet that's not what God's masterpiece was. It's us. We're his masterpiece. We are the best thing that he's ever created. And so, with those two things, you have to know and get it in your, in your deep into your core and something that you can count on and live on each and every day is that you are valued. You are valued more than you than you know. You know, and even as we continue in, into this passage in Ephesians, you know, it, it talks about we're created anew in Christ so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So we already had a plan for you. And then another passage says that we were known even before we were in our created in our mother's womb. So there were plans for us. God knew us. God knew what he had us for and what we were designed for and so there's a lot of value in each and every one of us and yet the problem is is that like i've said several times already is that we take oftentimes takes take this for granted now 
what causes us to take this for granted? What causes us to lose sight of these things? Now, sure, you may not have ever heard about this, but I did mention that there was a second reason for this, and that is the fact that the enemy is always working to distort your identity and, dis and distort how you value yourself and how you see yourself. And then it got me, so when I was thinking about this, I thought, man, you know, where do we lose sight of this? And I think that, you know, inherently I thought just based off of maybe my experiences and other people that I know close to me and their experiences, one thing is that we seem to have in common was that we all had some things that happened in our childhood. We had some traumas that we experienced and I, th I thought, well, I wonder how much that plays into it because, you know, there's studies out there that show, you know, oftentimes how you are as an adult, the things that you've seen, experienced, learned, that oftentimes is what develops who we are as adults and how we live out the majority of our life. But I didn't want to just go off of my own experience and, and, interactions I've had with people close to me so I did some research and I and I got to do you know digging into some of the the journals and what it had to say a, a, about this topic and I ran across a really interesting stat and there were several different studies done and basically the the conclusion that you can draw from these studies is that two-thirds of people experience at least one traumatic event in their childhood and that is just crazy to me when, when i saw that that stat two-thirds that's that's all almost 70 percent as rachel uh would be quick to tell you uh i i do like to um round up on my numbers but you know 66 percent you know and, and i'm sure you, you you could go left or right on that number a little bit i'm going to go right and say you know 70 percent so let's just say 70 percent you know of people experience some kind of of traumatic event in their childhood now it doesn't really it, it does kind of break some of it down but essentially you know the traumatic events range in all different categories whether that be witnessing violence whether that be you know it could be how someone's talked to you. It could be a breaking up of the home. Uh, maybe, you know, with the parents divorcing. It could be uh, sexual assault. It can be uh, being bullied in school. There's just so many different examples that I, I could see in the research that qualify as a traumatic event and how we learn after that. And some of the side effects of that are that we feel less valued uh we, we sort of diminish our own value we do it to ourselves and that that was one of the things that jumped out at me but let me give you some of the other uh, side effects of this childhood trauma that that develops into our um, adult years we have a higher risk of mental health conditions uh, we have a lack of self of self-worth we struggle in relationships 
And then there's the other negative health repercussions, such as heart disease. We have depression, diabetes. Uh, re, uh, we oftentimes get into bad habits, such as smoking or drinking. Uh, you have cancer, uh, liver issues, and accelerated aging, chronic headaches. And those are just some of the quick... Uh, analysis that you know just uh, some of the side effects that come from this childhood trauma that we that we experience now where does the enemy play into this well and how and how does this all tie in one of the things that we can read from scripture is that the enemy attacks the young he has to attack your identity he has to try to question your get you to question your identity when you're at a young age and if he can get rid of you before you can grow into that identity before you can grow into that realization of who you really are then in his mind he's he's kind of won won the battle in a sense i mean you think of moses uh, you know, they're, they're, they were getting, they were killing all of these newborn babies and they essentially Moses should have been killed as well. If, if not for being set in the Nile river and then picked up by, um, one of Pharaoh's family members to, to raise him. You think of Jesus, you know, the King at the time he had heard that this, this king was being born and so he thought that his reign was in jeopardy and so he had a, he had made a, a decision to have all these newborn babies killed and that's why Mary and Joseph along with Jesus fled to Egypt to get away from uh, this degree if you will of where these babies are supposed to be killed um, you look at Joseph. Joseph was thrown into slavery by his own siblings um, because he, they felt threatened and they didn't like how their father treated Joseph in comparison to the others. And so they treated him poorly and set up a plot to uh, essentially try to kill him and eventually, you know, but it was eventually thrown into slavery. And, and he was um, enslaved there for a while until Pharaoh saw the value that Joseph had after he interpreted some dreams. And so there's these, every, every time you look in scripture, it was like the enemy is constantly trying to get rid of people in their young age before they can come into the full realization where they've matured enough and they can see the value that they have and the true identity that God has placed in them and the fact that they were created in his image and the fact that they are that 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 you are his masterpiece so that's the tactic of the enemy and then on top of that he uses fear so whenever you might come into that actualization of what your identity is he uses fear that's the biggest weapon that he has you know the, the bible tells us that we were not created with a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind we were created with power and love of a sound mind but not with a spirit of fear the enemy uses that tactic where we we try to 
where he tries to use fear so that we can't step into the purposes that God has created us for. And so there's somebody listening right now, maybe several of you that are listening to this and you're like, oh, shoot, you know, I made all these mistakes and I can't really attain to where I wanted to be five years from now because it's just not in me. You know, I'm not, I don't have the skill set. I don't have uh, what it takes to achieve my biggest desires and goals. And maybe that gets a little bit deeper where maybe you think, you know, I'm not worth it. I've never been good enough. Uh, Everybody else always wins. Nobody ever recognizes, you know, the work that I put in to whatever it is that that you have devoted most of your time to or what you know maybe you're you're feeling defeated by an addiction or maybe you've made some mistakes as a spouse and as a parent well number one you're not perfect you're going to make some mistakes along the way but the number one thing i need to tell you is that your issue is not your identity And I'm going to say it again so that you get it deep in your soul. Your issue is not your identity. I think a a lot of us, whatever it is that you're struggling with, you know, if you have an addiction to to some things, we, we talked about it in previous episodes. You might have heard it said by other people. A lot of those are just symptoms of a of a deep, you know, root cause issue, you know, problem that that. That maybe you've experienced years ago and, and your addiction is just your your side effect. And yes, it's an issue, but your issue is not your identity. You know, the fact that, that maybe you haven't been the best spouse that you can be. That's not your your identity. That that's an issue, yes, and it's a very correctable issue. Your addiction is a correctable issue. The way that you are as a parent, maybe you've lacked a lot of patience. You, you've done some things that, in hindsight, were mistakes. And that, that's just what they are. They're mistakes or issues if you, wanna, if you want to call it an issue. But it's not your identity. Because, you know, if, if you talk about being a parent, um, you know, God has blessed you with the kids that you've had. And, of course, you're going to make some mistakes along the way because we're not perfect. I have yet to meet anybody that's perfect. You know, in a recent uh, church service I was into, they talked about this because oftentimes I think that we try to get to this point where we think that we try to achieve perfection and yet not a single one of us have ever achieved it. And in this service, you know, the pastor even asked, you know, if we could raise our hands, if we thought that we were a perfect parent, there's not a single hand that goes up or a perfect spouse. The fact is, is that you make some mistakes and oftentimes those mistakes are tied to deep-rooted issues. You know, how you are as a parent may be how you were parented. You know, you just carried over mistakes that were made with you that you thought, oh, I didn't, I don't recall there being any harm in that. And then you use the same tactic that was an issue for your parents or a mistake by your parents. And then you see, oh, no, there really is a, a consequence for that. The biggest thing is that you recognize it. Recognize the issue, but recognize also that that is not your identity and that you were created for so much more. And I think oftentimes 
where this really bleeds over the most is just in our relationships, either relationships with our friends, with our family, with our spouses, with our kids. We're oftentimes, you know, you got to look out for yourself. You got to take care of yourself. No one's going to take take care of you more than more than you can. And to some in some instances, I could see the value in that. But it ha- but you can't tie that to everything. And that's the problem that we face in this world is that we hear this so much and it's ingrained in our system and that becomes our identity. Take care of number one. But when you take care of just yourself, what does that look like in a marriage? You know, are you are you serving your spouse or are you serving yourself? And oftentimes, from my experiences, what I see and why we have what is it, I think a 50% divorce rate, at least in our country, is the fact that we don't serve our spouse, we serve ourselves, because we're taking care of number one, and the second that we feel that we're not happy, and we are unfulfilled, well, it's time to to move on, because this person can't fulfill us, and, and and this person can't make me happy anymore, but the problem with that is, is that person was never meant to make you happy, You're supposed to be inherently happy by yourself on your own. And by that, I mean, is you have your identity in in your own creator. Recognize that you are his masterpiece. He's created you to be able to value your spouse the way that he values your spouse. Because your spouse is also God's masterpiece, uniquely and individually made. And most importantly, we're supposed to be serving one another not serving ourselves and so we think that that person we want that person to serve us but then we don't want to serve them and then we're oftentimes married to someone who has the same thought pattern where they're trying to take care of themselves so when you put those two and two together it's like putting you know two like magnets trying to stick them together you know I'm I'm sure we can think back to when we were in school and in science and and we learned about magnets. And if you have the negative and negative uh, up against one another, they repel each other. And that's essentially what a lot of our marriages, what they look like. We go into it thinking that someone's going to serve us, but then we don't serve the other. And then the, the reverse is true when it comes to the other partner. And so then we wonder why just a couple of years later, this isn't working. It's because it was never meant to work that way. We're supposed to be grounded and rooted in what our true identity is. And then with that, go out and serve those around us. The same thing applies to our relationships with our our friends and with our coworkers. And now that doesn't mean that you're going to get along with every single person. Doesn't mean you're not going to have your disagreeances. I mean, we could see that even in the apostles, the 12 that were around Jesus. You know, they had their disagreements and they had their personality conflicts. But at the end of the day, they, they still served one another. And, and most importantly is that Jesus, of all people, Jesus, having all the same power that God has and being God in human form, and yet... I mean, he, he could have he could have easily called down angels to protect himself from any kind of a harm. He could have easily taken himself off a cross. 
There's always different things that he could have done differently. And oftentimes we ask, why didn't he do it differently? Well, because he was serving us. He came down from heaven and he took, instead of, instead of using power the way that we see people use power, he uses power to serve others. And that's the image that we were created in. So if that's the image that we were created in, th then that is exactly how we are supposed to interact with the world around us. And that's how our purpose is supposed to be realized and how we're supposed to achieve the desires that God has put in our heart because they're tied to our purpose. And that's what goals are supposed to be tied into is your purpose. And that's where true success really kind of comes from. So if this is something that you've been struggling with and you've really maybe lack some self-confidence or some self-worth or you're struggling with maybe some addiction issues or you're having some relational issues i challenge you to really get these passages in your core and to really think about it let it marinate meditate on it whatever word you want to use i um pray about it uh that that's what i go to is is constantly just praying about it and thinking about it um, get these passages in, in deep in your heart and realize and let it become your truth in, in what you own and start walking in it, that you are God's masterpiece created in his own image and likeness that is more valuable than anything that, that, that you can put money to or material things to, or whatever, whatever you attribute uh, value to that that is really your identity and whatever has happened to you in the past that has maybe screwed up that that recognition of what your identity is that's okay and and we're here to to work past that but i need you to understand this, is that your issue is not your identity and don't let the enemy fool you into thinking otherwise and i think that if you start getting that rooted in your heart you're going to start to experience a new kind of peace, which is my, my biggest prayer for everybody because we, we oftentimes really struggle with peace. I think we think we know what peace is, but real peace is just being content with the person that you are and what God has blessed you with. And that's what brings true gratitude is when you can have that inner peace and understand that like you're really blessed and you have a lot to be grateful for despite what the world around us tells us is that we need more we need more we need more and serve yourself and you know you can do all things you could do all things through christ who, who who is in you you can't do it all on your own and that's the other thing you're not going to be able to do to to get past your issues on your own you need god to to help you and it's not like God's going to solve all of your problems. He'll, he'll remove some other things. And the next thing you know, you're going to have some other things come up. You're going to have some other things revealed deep within, within your soul that maybe you've buried down. Maybe you've been able to compartmentalize and bury some things down deep. When you get in God's word and you get to understanding things and getting to understand your true identity... And getting close to your creator and tying 
your your true purpose for being here well all this other junk that the enemy has been able to bury in you that that you've decided to bury even deep your own self some of those things are going to come back up and that's okay that's just god working it out and as you get closer to him he'll continue to pull those things out and remove the junk and you're going to have an experience more peace more content with where you are in life and with the blessings and the things that God has given you. And that's where the true success starts to come in. And that's where you're going to start realizing some of your goals. And so that's that's my that that's what I want to see for all all the family listening and and tuning into the podcast is it is to experience the peace beyond understanding. And what does that mean? I mean, you you think you can comprehend what peace is? And yet God can bring a peace that your mind can't even fathom. But you have to get rooted in your identity. And it starts with realizing that your issue is not your identity. So I hope that this message is a blessing to you. I hope that this goes with you the rest of this week. I pray that you really grab hold of this and hold firm to it. And start realizing and walking in it. And think that you're going to find yourself more just uplifted more freeing i think it's going to be a weight off your shoulders and you're going to start just having wins this week that's my prayer for you you're going to have some wins this week because you're going to start realizing your true identity because now the now the blindfolds off the enemy cannot attack you with that and tell you that that your identity is all these issues that you're dealing with in life because now now god's now god's at work start to get your identity rooted in him and now god's on the scene and god's work working and he's going to start removing those issues it's going to take some work from you absolutely there's going to be some work from you from you but you can't do it all in your own strength you have to lean on god to pull some of those things out of you and so i hope that this message resonates with you and that you you walk in this and that you have a successful rest of your week. And I love you all. And I'll see you next week on Beyond Sunday. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it informative. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback is invaluable in helping improve the show and reach a wider audience. And also, don't forget to download and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you think that this would be a blessing to anyone else, please share us on your favorite social media. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.